0: Uh, welcome. To, uh, today is Tuesday, July 6th, and welcome to uh, Commissioner in a Car. As you can see, though, I'm not in my car today. And why am I not in my car? Well, I'm actually on vacation, and I'm home today, uh, and my wife has the car because she's out uh, doing some other things. So uh, I thought uh, it would be, uh, uh, I'm back in my office like I did these during when we were in, at home, Uh, earlier this year, the the brief time we were actually able to work from home, Uh, so uh, here I am. Uh, And uh, I just wanted to, uh, uh, you know, uh, give you all a a brief commissioner on the car uh, while I'm on vacation, um, you know, just to kind of finally put in perspective the June 2021 uh, primary. So, this won't be very long, Uh, but there are some details of the June 2021 primary that maybe you don't know. Um, And uh, while I did uh, post uh, a wonky Wednesday last week that uh, went into the numbers, because we were able to certify our primary on uh, on July 1st, and uh, so uh, the primary is certified and in the books and i was able to go into some of those numbers uh on friday uh and if you don't know uh, where that is go to my tumblr blog and uh, you can see the uh the june 2021 or primary uh it's my last uh blog post there or on any of my uh social feeds uh as well uh but uh so here i am uh, i wanted but i did want to talk about a few things that happened in the the June primary that uh, I was very proud of with the County Board of Elections. Uh, We have a uh, goal of each election uh, trying to do something different um, and uh, continue to lean on technology and voter access in a way that will make it better for the voters uh, and also uh, better for um the you know the board of elections to be able to serve the voters. And you know, over the last several years, each election we've done uh you know something different, whether because of COVID or because of the massive changes that happened in 2019. In fact, uh this is my first vacation since December of uh, 2018 because of all the changes that have happened with uh elections and the pandemic that set in last year uh you know and and, and so what was that well in, in 2019 in january 2019 a lot of reforms were enacted enacted in new york that uh, weren't there before early voting uh was one of them and also uh same day registration but the i'm sorry i'm not saying day registration early voting and portable registration, where you can move your registration from county to county. Those were big uh, changes. But the biggest change that started right away was the new political calendar. This, uh, in June of 2000, you know, moving the primary from September to June, doing it in the same calendar year. They passed the legislation in 2019. Uh, that was a big change. It changed everything that we did. Uh, as a Board of Elections, all of a sudden the petition period moved from the summer to February, um, and uh, we had to get ready for an election in June, as opposed to in September. Although we've been doing those June elections for several years, because one of the reasons we were changing in New York was to combine the congressional um, uh, primaries as well as the local ones. We were the only state uh, in the in the nation that had separate primaries like that. So as soon as that legislation was passed, um, it was all hands on deck to get ready for that June 2019 primary. Uh, However, then after the June 2019 primary, uh, other legislation that was passed enacting uh, electronic poll books and early voting uh, had to get ready for the November 2019 general election. We didn't have early voting in the June 2019 primary. Uh, they waited until the November election, <laughs> thank God, there's nothing for changing, but uh, we had to get electronic poll books on board, on-demand ballot printers on board. These are all things that we've never done before in New York, and we had to do it and get ready for the early voting. So that took place in the November 2019 election. Um, right after the November 2019 election, we had to get ready for the presidential primary that was supposed to happen in April of 2020. In fact, Uh, Petitions were starting in early uh, December for that uh, in in 2019, and our boards of elections weren't able to really take a lot of time off, and I didn't take any time off. I had, uh, um, you know, we just got done with this very long, uh, you know, election year, but we had to be ready for the presidential primary. So, you know, we were in full modes for that, because it looked like we were going to have uh, contested primaries on both sides I definitely on the democratic side at that point so we were ready uh to do that and then of course in march of 2020 the pandemic hit and changed all of our lives um we had to the the presidential primary was canceled in 2020 moved to june of 2020 and then canceled again and then we put on by the by the courts we were then um and during all of this, we were trying to figure out how to have an election with a pandemic going on, where New York was mostly an in person voting state. Uh, whether it was early or on election day, uh, we just didn't have the capacity or the background for absentee ballot voting really, um, in, in the way that we needed to for the pandemic. So the governor signed a lot of different executive orders, and we had to mail out applications, postage-paid uh, uh, applications uh, with postage-paid return envelopes and absentee uh, ballots for every voter that wanted it in the June 2020 primary, and 60% of the voters voted uh, by, by mail during that primary in the height of the pandemic. Um, and uh, so, you know, that was a whole change that we had to do for the June 2020 primary uh and then of course became, the november 2020 election was the biggest highest voter turnout voter registration uh, participation in early voting and absentee voting in, in uh, you know and then um a protracted absentee voting count after the election because of the challenges that came from um uh, outside groups uh, with 60,000 absentee ballots and that determined Almost every election in Anabagia County. And in the middle of that, we had a COVID outbreak at the Board of Elections. Uh, And so that put a two week uh, damper on on early voting, uh, or I'm sorry, on absentee voting counts. So that extended our um, certification into December. And though, uh, you know uh though we had until the june primary to get ready and some people took some time off i did not um uh, because we were still kind of reeling from uh that election uh we had we, we moved some uh, staff staff working at home uh for a few months and then we were back in the office in march of 2020 um at, during the petition time when I mean, petitions were going out for the june 2021 primary. So I went over that because I wanted to let you know how hard the board's election staff have been working the last two years with all these changes. And the only way we've been able to be as successful as we are in body economy is because we always try to uh, add little things to each election to make it easier for us to run the elections, leaning on technology, and also more transparent for the voters. Uh, and uh, this election is, is no different. Uh, we could have rested on our laurels on the June 2021 primary, but there were some things that we wanted to put in place um, that were, that worked very well, and uh, for the uh, June 2021 primary. And there may be things that you you know don't see it because it did work well. But I wanted to give a shout out to the staff and and what they did and uh, how much um, work they put into this election because it went off basically without a hitch. Always have, you know, some mistake that is made by the inspector or a voter record that uh, should have been updated and didn't get updated. But, you know, those are individual cases as opposed to, um, you know, massive, uh, issues. And, uh, you know, in, uh, so there are some things we put in place in this election that um, I'm, I'm very happy about. So I'm gonna let you know about a few of them right now. The first one is our poll print program. Uh, you may, uh, when you go to early vote, you notice that you have an on-demand ballot printer that prints up your ballot uh, to uh, your, whatever code you are. You need those for early voting. Well, what we've tried to do here in Onondaga County um, is to, to try to extend that poll print program to election day as well and we've been very successful we put out our first poll prints in the field in the june primary of 2020 on election day and expanded it in the in the general election um, and this election in june of 2021 we had the most poll prints out in the field on election day as opposed to just early voting we have 38 poll prints. that means 38 of our biggest polling sites had on-demand print print available. Now you still have to go to your correct polling site, but there's other benefits to that. Uh, the main benefit is saving of costs for the boards of elections. In a low turnout primary like um, the June primary is going to be, or any primary is, um, it's um, you know you have we have to print up a lot of ballots because we don't know it's going to be a low turnout. We have to make a guess. And sometimes we have to over overguess because we can't print on that day or print a lot on that day. Our capacity is down running the election. So by putting 38 poll prints in our largest sites across uh, the county on, on election day, we were able to print enough ballots to exactly match the voters that came, uh, saving us hundreds or thousands of dollars on ballot printing. Uh, this election that of wasted ballots. Now we always have to print up a little ballot. Um, I think we printed up 50 ballots at each polling site, just in case we had a problem with the printers. But because this was a small election, and we own 38, uh, actually I think we own 40 full print machines at the Board of Elections building, so we distributed 38 for this election. Um, this was the most we've ever distributed, and because there was only uh, about 60 polling places open on election day. It meant that about two-thirds of the voters in Onondaga County had these poll prints uh in in their in their things and they went off really, really well. They, they, the, we got extra training for our inspectors, uh training that I personally um you know conducted uh to make sure they were able to set up those poll prints and they were uh and they were set up very well um and uh they worked very really well. Uh, so that was our one of the major things that we did this election. another thing that we did is on the back end um, I, you may have seen a couple articles I shared with you'm going having, getting some shout outs statewide for our candidate portal that allows the candidates to get data on a uh, you know on a daily basis without having to pay for it without having to uh, uh, you know have any um, you know uh, questions of uh, adequacy or, uh, anything like that. Um, so, uh, that, uh, um, that data is, uh, you know, is readily available to the campaign. But one of the things that we did, uh, to avoid, uh, and be able to count the absentees in a quick manner with, without as many, uh, uh, objections is we, uh, um, we we made sure that the uh that this year after the election we scanned in the fronts and backs of the absentee ballot envelope with a scanner we borrowed from our registration vendor uh nts this is the first time we've been able to do this in a way that was um uh, comprehensive and not uh you know last year we were ordered by the court to do this uh after the election we weren't ready to do it we didn't have a scanner on hand, we had to basically make physical copies and make arrangements for people to come in and view the envelopes with the 60,000 uh, absentees we had. Um, in this June primary, we only had about 850 absentees, but those absentees um, were scanned in and available to the campaign two days after the uh, general election. Now, or, I'm sorry, two days after the primary, which really reduced on all of the Objections. We I think we only had one objection during the absentee ballot counting process because the the campaigns could see and ask questions about uh, the, the outsides of the envelopes beforehand, and usually have their uh, peers persuaded and they allow the to vote to count. And I think the objection that we had during the absentee ballot count was when uh, was not on the envelope but on the ballot when we set a ballot didn't count and the campaign saw. A mark that they felt it should have counted, and uh, they with re- with re- they held that uh, that ballot until the end of the process, but then re- eventually let it go. <laughs> so putting this uh, you know component into place is going to help us in future elections. Obviously, it's gonna help us in general when we have even more absentee ballots. But next year, when we're counting absentee ballots before election day. <coughs> having these uh, ballots be able to be um tracked is um is and, and be be able to, we're gonna have to account fees and open them within four days of receiving them. Uh and so the campaigns are gonna have to be able to get that data uh in a way to see if they want to come in and make an objections. Otherwise they have to have a staffer here every day for those forty five days that we're opening up absentees before an election, so the absentees count on election day. So uh, getting this system in place, and then now we hope to protect it in the general election is gonna help us in 2022 when we start opening these entities before election day. Um, so uh, other things that uh, you know we did uh, a little bit differently is that uh, we uh, had a different staffing plan for our uh, inspectors. Um, we were able to put out a, uh, A staffing plan that took advantage of the technology um, that we had, but also put less inspectors in the field uh, because we knew it was going to be a low turnout, but also be able to handle the rush hours that happened. So, um, the alternative staffing plan for the primary allowed us to actually field less inspectors than we normally would field in a primary. And uh, because we used all this technology, and other, you know, and, and track the early votes and ask the votes, knew how many people were going to come in. Um, we were able to uh, have an alternative staffing plan at the primary locations on election day. This saved the county <coughs> thousand, you know, a couple thousand dollars, maybe more, um, in inspector costs for the uh, the primary election, for a primary this size. Um, so, and, and also, because we um, used poll prints, we were able, for the first time ever in Onondaga County, when we certified our results, have election district-level results. Um, so, why why was this the first time ever, um, and what, what does that mean? Well, so, when primaries happened in the past, because you have Democrat and Republican ballots, Because you have multiple election districts in a polling place, um, you could have up to eight to ten different ballot styles in a polling place if you did primary-level results, um, and, uh, or election-level results. And without the poll prints that were there, in uh, some polling places, 12 to 15 different ballot styles, without the poll prints in the, in the polling places, you really run the risk of inspectors giving out the wrong ballot style when a voter signs into the ballot, when you have that many different physical books of polling places. So, Audubon County has always um, uh, tried, you know, we, we've always had what we call consolidated polling places on election day uh, for primaries, which meant that you would have one ballot style and you would have one election district in the place, even if there were three or four different election districts, you would combine them together and have one ballot stop for Democrats, one ballot stop for Republicans, making it easier for the voters and easier for the inspectors and not giving out ballots that may, uh, you know, that they were not supposed to, to get and um, to the voter. By having electronic like kind of poll books on election day, by having poll prints there as well, um, we were able to, Finally, give out election district level results um, for our uh, for our poll prints um, and or, or, I'm sorry for election night. So after we certified, because we didn't have to have different books of uh, elections, because our poll print would print up the ballot on demand, and thus the voters were not confused. The the machines when they scanned in the ballot would assign that vote not just to that polling place, as was done in years in the past, but the election district that that voter lived. And so we were able to revile election district level results for the first time ever. You saw that on election night. Um, we didn't have those combined EDs on our maps, and you saw that in our certification. And it's the first time ever we've been able to do that, and we hope to continue to do that uh, for primaries in the future. Um, we do it for general elections, but we've never done it for the primaries before. So that, that was a that's a big step forward for campaigns who want to find out where they did well, at what level they did well, and uh, you know have a truer sense of what the election uh, did. So that, that is uh, what we uh, you know what we have done. Uh, you know those are the four main things that we did differently. Obviously, we always have some things that we do differently that uh, you won't ever see like you know in terms of how we process uh paperwork inside the office that kind of stuff but the four main things that really benefited the, the voters and benefited the campaigns were the expanded use of poll prints on uh election day on primary day as opposed to just on early voting the um uh the uh the uh, election inspector uh, plan um, that uh, allowed us to put fewer inspectors in the field to save dollars for Onondaga County uh, and have a more efficient and uh, less uh, weights at the polling places. Uh, also, it, it, yeah, I didn't mention this when I was talking about, it, but it also helped us if an inspector called out. We had uh, you know multiple uh, levels of people that were ready to go in and take their place as well um we had the uh absentee ballot scans in any case that were available to campaigns shortly after election day uh which reduced the number of objections and had a quicker count for us we were able to get through that absentee ballot within uh you know about a thousand ballots within six hours um you know and have those uh results ready to go on and winners and we knew who the winners were, were very shortly as opposed to the the two weeks it took last year with $60,000, but still, um, you know, we, we were able to do that without bringing any extra staff in because there weren't as many objections. And then finally, the precinct election district level results for our certified and election night results because of the uh, leaning on the poll prints and the uh, inspector uh, plan that we did earlier also allowed us to do this. And we really hope that these four things are things that are gonna go into the future uh, as well. So uh, they worked out really well. I don't really see any questions in the chat. I, I, uh, so I'm gonna end this uh, commissioner in the car or commissioner in my office and um, and get this up on the various social feeds. Uh, I am off this week, uh, not in the office, but I am planning on dropping a wonky Wednesday tomorrow with the county legislative district one. Um, and uh, that's going to be start of my 17-week look at each individual county legislative district. I've already done the 19 towns uh, in the city of Syracuse, and uh, so we're going to um, we're going to really look at these uh, county legislative districts and how they're changing and what the races are and uh, the the uh, movement to flip the ledge, which is the driving movement of this election. Uh, it's probably going to have the most uh, activity around with the 17 different candidates for the Republicans and Democrats um, in, in in each district, uh, although I think the Republicans are contesting in three districts. So there's 14 Republicans, 17 Democrats vying for control of the legislature. Um, and uh, so that the Miwakee Wednesday series starts there. I have a zoom exciting with Colin Bay that dropped last Sunday on July 4th. He's the winner of the Democratic, uh, mayoral uh, nomination for a, for a mayor, uh, in the city of Syracuse, and we'll be taking on Ben Walsh and Janet Berman, and the uh, the mayor's race of this November. So we had a great interview, so check that out. It's on my feeds. Um, and <clears throat> this uh, Friday, <clears throat> I'm gonna do a Zoom with Zani with the Salina Town Democrats. Um, the a candidates running for office in the town of salina um that that should drop sometime on friday um and uh you know their uh their request to flip for into salina uh you know uh, there's a, a full field of candidates on salina for the first time in uh, a very long time and i think uh, you'll find them very interesting and uh hopefully uh salina which has a democratic plurality uh they can uh, win some of those races as well. Uh, and then, uh, you know, uh, and then remember, my Zoom with are going to be dropping on Fridays for the rest of the summer until after Labor Day and then after Labor Day. I'm going to go back to a two Zoom with uh, uh a week um, because uh, we're uh, going to be uh, focusing on the county-led candidates after Labor Day to get all of them in before Election Day. Uh, but between now and Labor Day, um i'm going to be doing the human and with other candidates from the towns uh as many as possible we'll know all of those races by july 22nd when it's the last day that have caucuses so we'll know where all the races are throughout the county and i plan on doing a little um, sunday seminar preview of the general election so you can get a bird's eye view of all the races going on in ondogan county for the november election so that's all i got going on for you um, I'm going to get back out in my yard and do some yard work and, uh, uh, and spend some time with my family this week. But I'll be back in the office next week if you need me, or, of course, if you uh, ever need anything, drop a message on my Facebook page or on this video, and I'll try to answer it later on. Thank you very much, and enjoy your uh, your your holiday week. Bye-bye.